Hello, it's Debbie Gilbert here from the Business Awards Show, and I'm also the founder of the Best Business Women Awards. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Lucine Shakur, who has just won the Gold Award for Best Coach in the Best Business Women Awards. She's a master accredited coach, and I'm really looking forward to having a discussion with her about her coaching business, the coaching industry, and why awards are important to her. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's nice Aww. to see you. We're not as glitzy and glamorous as we were <laughs> when we met, but yeah. So we always start by chatting about where the business began um, and what made you set it up. So talk me through your route to becoming a coach. Yeah, okay. So I think as is the way with many founders, especially female founders, it it was created through a sense of frustration. (laughs) (laughs) Being um, having worked really hard to become um, a certain level of professional in my career, and being hired into the to the last place that I was hired into as a an extraordinary talent, Um, but then being told to be quiet a lot and that my ideas were a little bit too much or to get back in my box or whatever um and I was working in education so in the education sector there's a lot of stuff that that you have to be mindful of that isn't actually just about educating people there's league tables there's lots of data um Mm. which is making students really anxious actually Mm. and it's not about the students it's about the school so I started to challenge that and I started to work with students and I I began to learn to coach as well as the teaching career that I'd had Um, and I ended up working with some of the professionals within the school too and I realized the scope and importance of coaching and space and allowing people to think for themselves and tap into their intuition and and all of that stuff and that's where it all started and being very frustrated with being told what I couldn't do I decided to set my own business and see what I could do with um, all of the things that I'd learned. Oh wow so talk me through who you predominantly coach what type of coaching you do and and who is it aimed at? Yeah so I'm known as a female empowerment specialist so I work with women but I also work with men nationally across the board and in the board on how to attract and retain talent so I work in a consultative way I do a lot of research and I I bring that to all sorts of male dominated industries but where my passion really lies and where we've really pivoted in the business this last couple of years is in working with female founders who want to build brilliant businesses because in terms of female empowerment and equality we need to level level the bar and we need to put more effort and energy into those industries that are underfunded under supported underestimated which many female founders often are um and so we we decided to work more with female founders to increase wealth prosperity to increase longevity of their businesses to stop women thinking so much about their businesses as hobbies and as actual businesses with strategic needs and development and growth plans and that's where i now sit so i have a a really I have a really like massive wardrobe when it comes to the different hats that I have to wear. So the pure coaching is definitely one element. 
but another is mentorship and being able to see things and spread things out and and look at key pressure points and figure out solutions so there's a bit of an all-in approach to what we do and we so do you have different so, programs do you yeah we say that it's business and mindset mastery so the 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 entry level is the academy um we open it once a year and it it for the first time this year it sold out and our waiting list is is pretty much full for next year already so it shows that there's a need for this stuff mm. and it's a curriculum you know I work with Harvard Business School and it's accredited through CPD so it's I think it's this legitimate space where people can actually come and learn about what it means to run a business and get themselves in a place where they're challenged about what they're thinking about what they can and can't do as well which is really exactly. cool exactly you know that's the thing sometimes people just try and forge ahead on their own when they don't need to because there are people like you out there that can give them that support so what are the common challenges that you're seeing with female founders well we see loads of um loads of women with amazing ideas uh, incredible passionate and passion and drive and throwing themselves into what it is that they want to do but we know statistically speaking we know that women are the majority of caregivers whether that's to elderly parents or to the children that they have that many of my clients are going through either perimenopause or menopause um, and that there are there are really fundamental key issues at play when it comes to supporting women in developing their ideas and and being present and burnout is a real thing right so um i see a lot of women who are sometimes they come to me where they feel it's too late where they have definitely gone over the edge of that overwhelm and burnout and they can't see the woods for the trees but i'm pleased to see that i'm seeing a lot more women come to me beforehand um before and they're recognizing the need to look at what I talk about as high performance mm -hmm. and I bust that high performance myth high performance is not about getting up at five o'clock every morning um, unless unless you enjoy and love that and it works for you it's about coming to the foundations knowing your cycle knowing what foods make you feel good or bad and sustain energy knowing what time you've got in the day to dedicate mm -hmm. to your family to yourself to your business those are the foundations in high performance and I'm seeing a lot of women coming to me before they've reached a point of critical mm -hmm. burnout and that's really amazing I'm I'm loving that because the last five years has seen a real shift in that direction to say this is really important and we have businesses who are brand new they might have had um, rounds of funding and are developing and growing and need that expert support. Um, we might have founders. Um, I've now supported my eight. I think this is what I enjoy most. The founders who make their first million in revenue, I think is just it's just such a, a brilliant and tangible mark to reach. But also, if you reach it and you haven't got the right foundations mm. in place and you're really stressed and you've grown this monster, it's not enjoyable. So I love I'm, I'm with my eighth founder on her first million in revenue. And I think that is what I love working on. But then mm. we have organizations who turn over multiple millions every mm. year and I know I'm talking a lot, but I'll just give you one little analogy that I love to use. When we have a necklace that gets all tangled up and it's just an absolute nightmare to, to unpick, 
taking it off, setting it down on a table and and unbunching it and putting it back on is just a great feeling, right? It's a real sense of achievement. And that's the analogy that I use with my female founders is that we set the business down, we untangle everything, we get rid of everything you don't need, we double down on what works and we put it back on and we're proud of what we've created and what we're using. So that's the kind of client I work with. Oh, that's a really good analogy. So what's your thoughts about the coaching industry generally? Well, I think you know how I feel about the <laughs> industry. So it's, it's problematic. Every industry has its problems, mm. as we were talking about before. I feel, though, that there is a, a huge abuse of people's need to learn and um, people's inadequacies and fear-mongering and... And actually, a lot of coaches who are coaching are really good salespeople. And there's Mm. nothing wrong with that. But when you are harvesting funds from other human beings to profit your own lifestyle, to fund your own lifestyle, that's Mm. not a business, in, Mm. in, in my opinion. In today's age... We really have an opportunity to undo a lot of the the capitalist, unhelpful systems that we've created. And now that we've got more women creating businesses, I really think that we stand a great chance of changing the landscape. But we still have coaches who take so much money and there is very little return on investment for the client. And there's this guru-esque status that is created and it's manipulation. So mm. I we're hiring two new coaches at the beginning of next year and it's, in, it's an essential thing that they have to be at least PCC accredited with the ICF. Um, you have to have gone through a rigorous set of supervision hours because you're dealing with people's lives and people's livelihoods. And that's a big responsibility. Mm. And anybody that is whimsical about that, I think really, you know, needs to be hauled over the coals because you have a responsibility to run an ethical business as a business owner, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest issue, um, a bit like the awards industry, coaching industry is not regulated. So anyone can set up as a coach, anyone could set up business awards or whatever they want. Um, And this is where sometimes regulation is a good thing, because actually it stops people just going into industries they don't really fully understand and are not qualified in. And like you said, coaching is you're seriously messing around with people's lives if you don't know what you're doing. It's really, really you know you could really cause some major problems and, and that that happens people come to me and they are in absolute distress and a, mm. a big part of what we create in Lucy and coaching is the accessibility so mm. the free side of what we do we have a not not-for-profit arm which coaches women for free twice a week on a Monday and a Friday to give that accountability um and that the academy program we believe is is an accessible step for women mm. but you know once you start charging tens of thousands of pounds for an hour worth of your time you have to ask what the actual benefit of that is for the client Mm. and I think that's what needs to be regulated is Mm. what are clients actually receiving in value from the the investment that they have made Mm. um 
And, you know, I have so many locked on conversations with my peers who don't believe that regulation is necessary. And my argument is always, well, if you're great at what you do, uh, or you have demonstrable evidence of having worked with people and it being successful, why wouldn't you want to become accredited? What would stop you? What is stopping you from wanting that accreditation um, for somebody to recognize you as a good coach? Mm. And very rarely do they have an answer to that. Mm. And so, you know, I think that's very telling. Why might somebody not want to learn or not want to be challenged or not want to be, yeah, not want to be grown in their capabilities? And Anybody that's not prepared to do that is a that's a real red flag for me. Yeah, I agree. So this kind of leads us on to talk about awards because, in my view, awards um, that are properly judged are a form of accreditation. Yes. So, what was your thought process of entering business awards? Yeah, brilliant. So I've never entered entered any awards before, and um, it, it might not seem like it from from what I do on social, but I'm actually quite a um, quite a private person really and the idea of um lots of people knowing that I'm really good at what I do and I have to talk about the fact that I'm good at what I do and it makes me feel sick to my stomach (laughs) doing it but it's my it's my main you know it's my main coaching point myself is that if I want to bring more good into the world I need to talk about what I do my clients need to talk about what I do so it's the next level of that organic reach that we've had um as an organization changing women's lives and supporting them and I work with um, a a PR company who started posing the question should we enter for awards and my answer was no absolutely not Mm, I don't want to go for any awards I I, you know it the thought of it made me feel because of what I know of the awards group Mm. I was once once approached and I bet you can believe this I was once approached by post by phone and by email by like local group in Northamptonshire to ask me if I'd be interested in judging some awards and I found out a short while into that that they were asking me to pay a £1,500 fee for the honour of becoming a judge <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. If you want me to judge, you're paying me. I'm working, you're paying me. So I knew that there was real corruption in the Mm. awards industry. So I said to my PR company, if we're doing this, we're only doing it with people who use independent judges, Mm -hmm. who are esteemed in their field and who um, have a really rigorous process for selecting their candidates. And Best Business Women Awards was was one of those. And um, yeah, and they, it's been an amazing process because they helped me put together my application. And we're actually talking about this with my clients now. I would never have written some of those things about myself. But what they did is they spoke to all of my clients and they pulled together all of this information that I'd never seen before. And then they put it in front of me and they said, you know, let's fact check this. And we went through everything. I was like, yeah, yeah, we've done that. Yeah, we've done this. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, we really have done something very special here. And that's when it all changed for me because actually why not have your good work recognized what is wrong with that what is wrong with that so 
Yeah. Yeah, go on, carry on. Yeah. I mean, well, what I was going to say was, in your previous role in education, you would have had an annual appraisal. You would have had somebody, you know, who said, you've done a good job this year, you've done this, you've done that. Most people who are in corporate life or in uh, working in the... um, you know, the services sector or education or whatever, have somebody that that says you've done a good job or not. (laughs) But my point is, as an entrepreneur, there is nobody doing that. There's no one. So awards are a way of you getting that external validation that you're doing a great job. Yeah. And I'm glad that you changed your mind. (laughs) I'm a real convert because, I mean, obviously your due diligence has to be done on Mm. the award bodies that you're registering for. Um, But honestly, you know, showing up and I've been in that in that space where you had the award ceremony a few times before in in different guises, whether it's a conference or or whether Mm. it's um, mastermind programs or whatever. And it was so special to walk into that room where I usually walk in and I I feel immediately uncomfortable because there's so much posturing that's going on. Um, It's always about how great your business is. And this felt different somehow. And everyone that I spoke to, because I came on my own, I like to challenge myself. So I came on my own and I really wanted to experience it for me as a person. Didn't bring anybody in the team, probably because I might be have been a bit embarrassed if I didn't win anything. I, <laughs> I really genuinely expected not to win, which is, and I really wanted the 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 award that I got a silver for. Like that was like what I was really aiming for. I'll talk a bit about that later. But I spoke to people in the foyer, and genuinely, every single woman that I spoke to had a brilliant passion for her business, was really encouraging and intrigued by what it was that I was doing. I was genuinely intrigued with what they were doing, which, you know, small talks was not my thing, as you can probably tell, like I like meaningful conversations. And I think I've made friends for life in that room. It It was so wonderful. I sat next to the lady who created the roti. Um, yes, Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. And and she is just phenomenal. And we knew a lot of the same people. So I just want to say thank you for that opportunity, because I really do judge situations like that for their merit and their worth. And I really enjoyed it. And it was so worthwhile and such a lovely experience. So thank you. Thank you. Um, So how did it feel when you won? You sort of... (laughs) Well, danced up onto the stage. <laughs> I didn't think that I would win best coach. I kind of just written that one off because I'm so opinionated about the coaching industry and wanting it to be regulated. And I, I don't know. I didn't know you, and I didn't know any. <laughs> you know, so we we weren't writing to win people over. We were no. writing in to to really talk about what it is that we do. But the inspirational um, businesswoman of the year, you know, to 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 win that, I would have been. Oh, that would have I think I would have cried and it's very <laughs> I cry <laughs> um but what was really interesting is the woman who won it from the the wig company, yeah Nicola mm-hmm. she she I spotted her early on in the evening and when we were talking and I found out that she was in the same category because I didn't even know who was in the categories I don't I didn't look at any of that um I was like, no, this this woman should win, actually. She, this woman should win. Mm. And then I won best coach. 
And I was just so overwhelmed. <laughs> and I left there thinking exactly the right thing for me has happened yeah. because I have been so open about how I feel about coaching. Yeah. And someone independent of our organisation who doesn't know me from Adam has gone, yes, Lucien, well done, keep waving the flag. And uh, it's given me a lot of energy. So I felt, I felt amazing winning that because I really wasn't expecting it. And then because I'd won that, I think it made things so much easier when it came to the Yeah, the last one. I mean, three different judges will have looked at your entry, so independently of each other. So then the points are added up and the person with the most points wins. It's that simple, really. Um, But I think to to be shortlisted for two is a a major achievement because we only shortlist about 30% of the people that are overall entries anyway like so you get just over 100 women every year that's Mm. our sort of roughly between give or take Mm. um so I mean that's why we do the silver awards because it actually demonstrates that recognition for for being selected because actually that is an achievement in itself yeah so you've got other awards coming up I think haven't you so what else are you up for I think the one that is the most prominent is the the best business, the Northampton NBEA Awards. Um, and I'm up for best businesswoman there. And uh-huh. I didn't look at anybody else that's in my category. I mean, this is like, you know, you've got everybody you know from yeah. everyone and everyone knows everybody. Um, <laughs> and what's really what I would would like to say is that I'm not a big fan of of networking of showing up for the sake of showing up and and paying lip service to making genuine connections I'm a real advocate for uh, meeting with people who genuinely you feel you you know create mm. a connection with and I'm really gutted that I can't make this meeting of the gold winners I really I know that you've got another one coming up but I really wanted to meet with them because I've had such a great evening and I think this one the MBEA that I'm up for um, going there it's really enjoyable because I know so many of the people that are going to be there but also the stakes are high Mm. so it's kind of like I'm not going to deny I'm a very competitive human being so (laughs) it's going to be it's going to be really interesting and I'm taking my son with me to this one my partner and my son um and he doesn't pull any punches so you know he will be very honest about Oh. whether or not I deserve to win or oh. but well, I do... you've been chosen and that's that's an accolade in itself and it's nice yeah. to be recognized in your local area yeah, are, there, it, are there yeah. any other awards this year that you're up for there are a few more um so again most inspiring businesswoman uh we have coming up in the same uh location that you that you had yours oh in. yeah with the national business business uh, women yeah. awards yeah um, and that and that's it. So we um we'll leave it for that for this for this. Wow, yeah. that would be amazing. So let's talk a bit about um the challenges that you've had running your business over the last few years. So what sort of challenges have you faced, and how have you dealt with them? Every every challenge you can imagine. <laughs> um, so ten years ago, more than that now, probably twelve. I had a nervous breakdown after I had my son. Um, I was diagnosed with 
um, clinical chronic depression. And that's something that I've had to manage since that time. I don't think once you have gone that far into depression, I don't think it ever really leaves you. I think there's a there's a way that your brain is then wired that you have to work really hard to exercise through different neural connections and, and whatnot. So I think the biggest thing for me when stepping into this new world and, you know, bearing in mind, having been in education, I was on no social media. Like I, mm. like I said, I was quite a private person. Mm. So beginning to show up and give my opinion um, and feel passionately about that, you know, was really, really hard. So I had to work a lot on my mindset about showing up. And worrying about what people thought of me. And I know that this is what all of my clients do, especially when they leave an industry. And then I would say that the know-how, you know, everything was new. And what, you know, I climbed in seriority in, in teaching very, very quickly. But I do know what it's like to be a classroom teacher. And I think that set me up really well because you do everything. You know, you have to know the numbers. You have to be a people person. You have to be an adult person with the parents. You have to um, be really organized and structured and give feedback and reflect. And all of those things are really critical in, in business as well. Um, but what I would say is I think I have lent a little bit too much on things like masters in certain areas in um the phd in coaching and mentoring that i started that i subsequently stopped because it was just too much raising a, a son and doing that that was just before covid um and actually striking that balance of, around no you can yes you need to be qualified in your toolkit of mm -hmm. coaching or whatever but you can and do have the right to speak up and to do well. And you don't need a university or an institution to tell you that you can do that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where my steepest learning curve was, was in trusting myself that actually I can, I can, I can do this. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's interesting because all of my clients, they, they put me on a pedestal which we break down very quickly by telling them all of these things you know because we we're equals all of us are equals um and I am genuinely concerned when a client comes to me and she says I don't have any issues with my mindset there's no stress going on here like I'm absolutely fine <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no sorry I've worked with tens of thousands of women and what you're telling me is not true and so we mm. break that down very quickly and we have to work with the realness of what's going on rather than the facade or the <laughs> yeah. yeah um so everything I've struggled with everything and I'm really mm. aware that I've given you super long answers to everything that you've asked but no but that's that's good because I think it gives people an in-depth view of your world and your business and you as a person yeah well you can't I don't feel you can sum those learnings no. into just a couple of sentences no. I think that if you can work on your mindset mastery mm. and if you can learn where your distractors your pain points your red flags your tells where they are and not ignore them I think that's that's the key to success. I think that's really good advice. 
you also have a podcast as well don't you I do I do I have it one season of a podcast that's good what's it called it's great um it's called that's what she said and Mm -hmm. um we began that a few years ago and we we actually have the recordings for season two to release soon um but it was very much used as a, as a tool to show people the kind of people that I work with and the problems that they're going through and the honesty of difficulty in their businesses. You know, Carrie Green, who is is a friend now of mine who I really admired, you know, she she began that journey of showing me underneath the hood of a female founded business and just how difficult it was. Um, And she's one of the episodes that that we have on there. And she, she was brilliant in opening the door then to other people that wanted to come onto the podcast. And I work with women like Carrie, I'm, I'm, I work as a coach for those organizations. And I wanted to share some of those real conversations that women were having um, in the coaching in the coaching world and difficulties that they were facing. So we may release season two very soon, um, but we are we have been so focused on the academy and getting yeah. that academy up and running. Um, but yes, that's what she said. You're welcome on it anytime you like. Oh. <laughs> we just don't know when we'll when we'll release it. But, you know. Well, we'll certainly put some links in because it is on your website, isn't it? So, and I presume it's on on all the various podcast channels. Um, it's been lovely talking to you. It really has, and I can really see why the judges chose you as our best coach winner for this year. So, I wish you continued success with your business. I know that you're making a difference out there to so many women, and that is to be admired because we all need those champions in our corners cheering us on and supporting us because it's not easy oh I know 25 years this year in business oh my, oh my word that deserves like <laughs> I, know. I know balloons and, I know yeah and I kept thinking I should do something but of course you know you get to the point when in the year where you think oh gosh I spend most of my time organizing events for other people <laughs> let someone organize your I should I should I'll do something next year we will we will do something um so thanks for joining me today and um yeah wish you continued success and we shall watch your journey with interest thank Thank you you so much thank you